0: Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe.
1: Thanks for joining us on Believe's Inside Clemson Football with Levon Kirkland. I'm Will Vanderboard. We're excited to have you listening and we're excited about this week's podcast as we look back at Clemson's win over Syracuse. Also, with Boston College coming to Death Valley on Saturday, we discuss what kind of impact the injuries to James Skowski and Tyler Davis could have on the Clemson defense. Will Davis even play this week, and should he? We also discuss what BC quarterback Phil Djokovic does well for the Eagles and what challenge he will present to the Clemson defense on Saturday. Also, what's up with Clemson's running game? Me and LeVon will discuss that and more as we get you set for the Tigers' big game against the Eagles. But before we do all of that, we have another full week of games. And though you might not be able to attend the games this year, you could still be in on all the action at BetOnline. From game spreads and totals to team player and coaching props, BetOnline gives you more options to wager than any place online. And there's always the online casino as well. It never closes. So, head to BetOnline.ag today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Again, that's BetOnline.ag and sign up today. BetOnline, your online sports experts. All right, LeVon, man, how you doing, buddy?
0: Oh, man, I'm doing well. How are you doing?
1: I'm doing really good. Uh, Tell you what, um, kind of a crazy, well, first of all, crazy couple days. First of all, I saw on social media you voted today. So, congrats. You got it done out of the way.
0: Yeah, I had to wait about an hour and a half, but I had my Sirius XM on. Uh, I I was ready for the rain. I had my headphones. I was protected with my mask. I was ready to go. So it wasn't too bad. I can imagine what it's going to be like on election day.
1: Yeah. Now what made you decide to go ahead and just do it early? What made, what got you to go ahead and do it early?
0: Uh, Cause I just didn't want to wait <laughs> and be this. Uh, I mean, it's like a big sigh of relief when um, I did it today. So I, I was going to always do it earlier. I tried to do it last week before I went out to my daughter's birthday, but, I didn't quite get there, so I was like, okay, I'm going to do it uh, next week, which is this week, and it worked out for me.
1: Nice. And, by the way, your daughter's a a belated birthday, but if you want to go ahead and give her a shout-out now, obviously do that.
0: Yeah, you know, she's 17 years old. I can't – gosh, the time flew by because I just remember when she was a little girl, she had a little yellow dress, and she took a picture in a suitcase – Now she's about five, nine and a half, uh, great athlete, great artist, uh, smarter than an old man. And, you know, to celebrate her birthday with her, I mean, it was a lot. It was a lot of fun. It was a blast. Had a great time. Awesome, man. That's awesome. She did allow me to watch the Clemson game, though. She did? Yeah. Other than that, man, it was hard to watch football, but she did allow me to watch the Clemson game. And it was, like I said, it was a lot of fun, man. We watch what we call bad movies. Mm-hmm. So she would pick out a movie that's just horrible and we would watch that movie. But it was a lot of fun. Yeah, a lot of fun. <laughs> that's awesome. I like that. Never thought about like, watch a bad movie. And
1: I guess you guys just get a good laugh out of it or whatever.
0: We get a good laugh out of it. You know, she is very critical of what they do, but it's a bad movie. So of course it's going to be, I think she just likes to debate, and I think she likes to criticize. So, that's what she did, and it, it was bad, though. It was it was a bad movie, but we had a lot of fun.
1: <laughs> well, that's awesome. Man, uh, you, you mentioned a little bit that you got to see the Clemson game. Uh, kind of your your early thoughts, or I should say your belated thoughts on that as well. Um, you know, we're not going to spend too much time on that game, but, you know, your thoughts on the Syracuse game, and and what did you think, Um, coming out of that game by Clemson?
0: Well, it probably wasn't their best performance whatsoever. And I think when you're talking about college kids and everything they have to endure, especially at this point in time, you're going to have a game that is not your best. I mean, we saw them play against Miami, outstanding. Play against Georgia Tech, they score a whole lot of points and 73 points. And although they beat them by four touchdowns, it was a little bit. They looked a little bit um, sloppy in that game, and really, honestly, Syracuse got some big plays in that game, kind of kept them in. But they didn't look the sharpest, but they're they're good enough. Even sometimes when they're not great, which we all expect sometimes and they still won the game. So it's one of those games that I think as a coach you like because first and foremost, you won the game. Mm -hmm. And secondly, you can still continue to coach. I think sometimes when your team is doing so well, kids tend to um, slip on the fundamentals. They tend to slip as far as the basics are concerned and not paying enough attention to detail but uh, this is a game that you can really coach them up and help them understand that, hey, on any given Saturday, man, if you don't play to your standards, as they like to call it, um, you you may have a hard time beating the team you should be.
1: Do you, Do you think it was just that they were, you know, just they just didn't have their stuff that day? Maybe didn't take Syracuse seriously. What What did you think um,
0: was the reason why they didn't look as good as they did? Probably a combination of things, but we didn't really take Syracuse that seriously. I remember last week, we were just like, you look at Liberty and you look at them, and Liberty just did what they wanted to do. You imagine that was that same thing would happen with um, Clemson, and it really didn't. I mean, Syracuse, they played hard. And, you know, they were respectable against the number one team in the nation. So a lot of times you really don't know what college players are thinking. Uh, they definitely wasn't as up as you see them against a Miami or uh, even a Georgia Tech. So, yeah, you never know. It's probably a number of things. You know, practice probably wasn't that great. You know, they were probably sloppy in some aspects of it. But I think as a coach, especially a coach of dabble's caliber he's going to work on those little things and keep and keep reminding them that they have to play always to the standard of clemson university
1: i had a couple people ask me this week because they struggled last week and maybe didn't take syracuse as seriously as they should have didn't play up to the clemson standard that that's probably a good thing for this week because they will be um Because they're not going to have that trap game where, you know, you got Notre Dame coming up in two weeks. Boston College is kind of sitting there. You know, they don't overlook Boston College now this week, looking ahead to
0: to Notre Dame. Well, you definitely can't overlook Boston College because what they have done – Coach, is it Halfley or Halfley? Halfley. Halfley. What Coach Halfley has done in the first year, this is not your brother's Boston College. This is not just run it, run the, run the ball, no matter what are we going to play defense. we are going to play great special teams. This team is different in a lot of ways. They're more dynamic. And I think what Halfley brings to from Ohio state is carrying over at Boston college. You know, they barely lost to North Carolina Mm -hmm. and, uh, is it Djurkovic or Jerkovic Jerkovic Jerkovich, Yeah. I just want to make sure. He's second in the ACC in yards right now.
1: That's right.
0: 16, something hundred, um yards, 12 touchdowns. When you think about Trevor and some of the other, Ian Book, and some of the other quarterbacks that are in our league, you would never think that a quarterback from Syracuse would be throwing 12 touchdowns at this midpoint. Mm-hmm. Uh, he brings an element to – boston college that they haven't had in quite some time
1: yeah you might go back to matt ryan uh, but since the last I was time thinking,
0: they- i was thinking the same thing matt ryan uh you know they're always a good solid team they do things well they're very disciplined but they got a quarterback that not only can do it with his arms but he can also run the ball pretty well if you give him the space he's a big tall guy around six five uh kind of you know, you have thoughts of Trevor Lawrence when you see him scramble. So, yeah, I think Clemson has a, a task in front of them.
1: When we look at this matchup, one thing I think we need to start taking into is some announcement Dabo made yesterday was A, um, they might, they're going to be without James Kowski for, you know, a couple weeks here, a couple games. Um, definitely not going to be this week. He's out. Um, more than likely, he's out for the Notre Dame game, and you know he'll be questionable probably for Florida State after the open week. So, you know, th- th- there's a span here where they're not going to have their middle linebacker. But also in this game, there's a very good chance they might not have Tyler Davis for the second straight week as well. At nose, what do you think about this defense when those two guys are not in the game, as we saw last week, and also we've seen a couple times with Tyler Davis not being in there.
0: Well, I think Tyler Davis is one of the keys as far as the defense is concerned, especially on the defensive line, especially when you're talking about protecting the middle of the defense. And then when you don't have your quarterback of the defense, you know, a lot of times runs that would never get through. Now they start getting through. And what I saw last week was Syracuse had a lot of success running the zone play, but also cutting back. And a lot of times that's usually the inside linebacker or it's going to be the nose guard. So you have to make sure that this week that is preached because I'm sure Boston College saw that on on film and they're going to try to run the same thing. So uh, I think Jake Venables is a really good player. I really do, but he hasn't been in there a long time. So he has to prove himself. I just always like Tyler Davis in there. I mean, every when Tyler Davis is in the game, it's more of a security blanket. And a lot of times when you miss guys like that, that's what you miss. You miss that proven, solid player. So the guys that are coming in there this week, they have to really step up. And I really think it's up to Clemson's offense to make sure that Boston College defense, I mean, Boston College offense is not on the field. So, you know, it's some concerns, I think. If you don't have Davis in the game and then Blush, you don't have Skowski in the game, it's kind of tough.
1: Yeah, it's a concern for me, too, because when I look at, you know, anytime the middle of the defense is effective, and there's a reason why those other guys are second-teamers to right. those two guys. There, there's a reason why they're not where they are at this moment. And so there is maybe not much of a drop-off, but there's a little bit of a drop-off. That's to be expected from first team to second team. That's the reason why you're categorized that way. So to me, it's a concern because right up the middle of of the defense is where you're going to attack. If you're an offensive coordinator for Boston College, you have to exploit that. You have to try to say, let's see what this freshman can do. Let's see what this – you know backup linebacker can do and test them and see if you know yeah jake venables might have the last name venables but he wasn't a starter and you know so i want to test them i want to go right at them even though boston college only averaging 99 yards a game rushing so they're not running the football like years past i still will come right at them and see if i can bloody their nose and see how they respond do you agree
0: uh, no question about it. And David Bailey is a capable running back. He was with uh, what they call the Buffalo brothers last year. Mm-hmm. And this guy can absolutely run the ball and he's run the ball pretty well. And like I said last week, if you looked at it, you know, Clemson Clemson had trouble with his own play and then the running backs cutting back. Mm-hmm. So yeah, if you're any kind of offensive coordinator with any kind of sense, you're going to test them. I would say with Clemson, when you got new guys in there, You have to make sure that those guys fulfill their assignment. Make sure they do their job. And if they do that, they should be okay. But a lot of times guys are trying to make plays. And that's not what you want from your backups. You want your backups to do their job. If they got the A-gap, stay in the A-gap. Don't be a superstar and try to make plays, swim, go behind – you know, go around the block, behind the block. That's when you can get gas. So it's going to be important for Jay and for whoever is the backup nose guard to do their job and to do their job well. Because if they don't, Clemson can be exposed.
1: If if there's a chance that Tyler Davis can play this week, if there's just a chance – do you play him or do you hold him for Boston? I mean, for Notre Dame?
0: I think you have to see how the game is going. Mm -hmm. You know, you have to see how the young man is feeling, if he's capable of doing it. If he's around the 90 percentile of, hey, coach, thumbs up, I'm good. Then you let him play. But if he's anywhere near that 85, 80, 75, you know, I will be very cautious of putting him in there because – with Notre Dame and what their offensive line presents, you're going to need Tyler Davis in that game. So I, I think you just kind of see what happens. You know, sometimes kids, they they heal up pretty nicely. Mm-hmm. I feel that it's kind of a wait-and-see thing. If he's not in the 90 percentile of feeling better, I think maybe you. this is a game that you can say, okay, let's give him some rest unless we desperately need him.
1: And, and I, to me, it's like you know, you do, you do. You know, you do have some talent there. You know, Brazil, we think is going to be one of the best before it's all said and done that they've had at those positions um, and, and and the interior there. And you know, so to me, it's like, yeah, you know, can you live? Can you beat Boston College without him? And I think if you can answer that question with a yes, then to me, you don't play him because then that gives him another week to heal, and you got him close to hundred percent, if not a hundred percent. When you go play, which arguably is probably the biggest game of the season, when they go to Notre Dame. Now I know Dabo will say every game is the biggest game of the season, but yeah, but we but but we know better. We know next week yeah. is the game that's going to determine Clemson's college football playoff uh, positioning and all that stuff. Um, and when if they can win the ACC, if they'll be in the ACC championship game. So you know, to me, I'm like, if Tyler Davis is eighty five percent. I'm with you. I kind of like, let's keep them on the shelf. Let's see if we can just win this game without them. Now, if we need them, if you get a feel for the game, and, you you know, unlike the manager for the Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay Devil Rays, uh, <laughs> unlike him, if you have a feel for the game, then then and you think you might need them, then put them in there. But if not, hey, I think they can win without them. I think they're obviously good enough up front to do that, um, even though BC does have another massive offensive line. But yet it's not a – good bc offensive line i looked at their numbers man and it's, it's crazy they're giving up um let me see here they're giving up they're only averaging 99 yards a game rushing and they've given up 18 sacks that's three sacks a game they've allowed right now which is one of the worst in the acc
0: well i, I think clemson is going to do what they do on defense they're going to just come after you they're going to try to make sure they can confuse you on a line of scrimmage um overload some guys get getting linemen kind of thinking. So they're going to do that. And a lot of times that's really good, especially if you can get some pressure on them. So their offensive line, I think, just like you said, they're not the best offensive line that Boston College has put together. But they have a quarterback that's capable of getting out of trouble. He's a big guy. He can throw the ball down the field. So to make up for the lack of – power on the offensive line, now they got some skilled players that are pretty good. I mean, the C.J. Lewis guy's good. Flowers is pretty good. They're guys that you can get them the ball, and they can do something with it. Before, you know, last couple of years, you really never worried about Boston College offense. You just, there was nothing to worry about. Now this year, they they have a little something going on with them, and it's interesting to see, and I think Clemson has a really played uh, a top-notch game to beat these guys, and that's going to be on both sides of the ball. Last week, you know, you got block punts, special teams, is still showing some holes, you know, guys are dropping balls, and it just wasn't Clemson's best effort. I, I guarantee you they would come in this game a little bit more keyed up, a little bit more ready to play, and if they do that, like we always say, they bring their best game, Boston College bring their best game, Clemson will win that game easily
1: well and, and boston college brings in um you mentioned him several times here phil Jakovic. their uh, their outstanding quarterback tall big guy um you know he's he, even though he's been sacked 18 times he looks like he's pretty hard to bring down because he looks pretty big um he's averaging uh, 278 yards a game he's thrown for 1671 yards 12 touchdowns completing right at 63 of his passes um the weapons for him, as I look at them, you mentioned Zay Flowers, 29 catches, 473 yards, four touchdowns. And then the tight end, and this, is, this kind of surprised me because you've seen Flowers making so many plays when you watch them. I didn't realize quietly Hunter Long is having an outstanding season. He's averaging uh, 12 yards a catch, 38 receptions, 455 yards, three touchdowns. They're getting 76 yards a game from their tight end. With you're already missing one linebacker, there's a chance Mike Jones might not play too because he's got a tweaked hamstring. So you could have you could have a freshman in there, and Trenton Simpson, who I know he's your boy and you, you like the like with the potential of he he is, but yet he's still a freshman, and you got this experienced tight end who's obviously having an all ACC caliber season. That's a that's a pretty good matchup for BC.
0: Yeah, Hunter Long is a old-school kind of tight end. He's not going to run away from you at all. But, you know, he seems to get open, and he is a great safety net uh, for event. He really is. So, yeah, you know, in, in coverage, you have to be conscious of him. I don't think he's going to run away from you, but he's a guy that he looks up, he he does a little curls, things like that, that a lot of teams don't really throw a lot of times. And, yeah, he can be effective. You know, he's a first-down getter. Mm-hmm. So you want to make sure that you can jam him at the line of scrimmage, make sure that he's not affected But you don't worry about him killing you. Right. You know, he, he's not somebody who's going to just run a seam route and just can absolutely gas you with his speed. He's not that guy. But, you know, like I said before, I, I think if Clemson does what they does, do and they can disguise their coverage and make the quarterback think put them in some stressful situations that even though they don't have two of their best players in the middle, they still can be very effective.
1: What do you like about this quarterback for BC? What's what stands out to you? And then also, what do you like about the matchup with Clemson against this quarterback?
0: Well, like I said before, I think this kid is a stand-up guy in the pocket. He's not a blazer. I don't know if I'd call him a dual quarterback, but he's that, He's trending as one of those big, tall quarterbacks now that you're seeing um, going in college and also the NFL that, hey, they got escapability, you know? And I always believe if a quarterback can run, um, he's more trouble on your defense than a guy actually, like a Lamar Jackson, that only thing he does is run, mm-hmm. uh, or a guy that is a just a pocket passer. Now you got a guy who can really do both. That's a dangerous guy. He can get you out of situations where it's third and 15. And honestly, if you give him the space, he can make the first down. I don't compare him to Trevor by any means as far as his athletic ability, but he has enough athletic ability that he can keep drives going.
1: Is he the reason I sacked? Is it because he maybe hangs onto the ball a little too much? Cause he's trying to make something happen.
0: Yeah, a lot of times that's usually the the problem with some quarterbacks like that. They believe in their ability. They can. They believe that they're going to get in there and they want to make the plays instead of sometimes just kind of taking what the defense gives them. Every quarterback kind of goes through that where they want to make that big play. You see Trevor do, do it sometimes where, you know, hey, there's a guy that's, you know, doing a mess route. He's going to be open. But he sees 101, and he's thinking, 50-50 ball, my guy's going to always get it. So there's no difference than this quarterback from Boston College. He he wants to do that. And sometimes when you hold on the ball too long, that's what normally happens.
1: What When you look at this Clemson uh, uh, offense through six games, what's the the thing that concerns you uh, the most about this um, offense right now six games into the season?
0: well you know I, I think Trevor's playing on a high level I think if you give uh Travis etn a block he can he can he can go he can go all the way he can do some dynamic things even when it's not always uh, perfect blocking the one thing that I looked at last week is the running game wasn't great and it seemed as though when Travis lead the game, our running game is not as effective. our clemson running game is not as effective. so you know i kind of i'm kind of concerned about our running game really always cranking it up. sometimes we get where you know there is you know tackle for loss and then maybe what the defense is doing, you know, maybe there's not enough, you know, there's there's too many guys to block. i'm not sure what it is. and if you're playing against clemson, you got to You gotta defend the run. You got to. Because if you don't, you're gonna be in serious trouble. But I think most teams are gonna try to defend the run, bring eight in the box, disguise it. I think that you know, and I always believe that offensive line, especially kind of new ones like Clemson has, it takes them a little while to kind of really gel together. That's the one unit on the field that they really have to gel together. They, it seemed like they were all there there when we played my, when they played Miami, when they played Georgia Tech, and maybe Georgia Tech was kind of more like not real. And you go against Syracuse, which I think are, you know, a pretty good coach team, and they usually are pretty decent on defense. You know, it's kind of, you know, our offensive line I think is a little shaky. I think we dropped. You know, we're so used of guys not dropping balls, you know. Now we're dropping a little bit, and that has got to improve. So I would say in the running game, establishing a run a lot better, and also, you know, just the drops. And a third thing would probably be the penalties. I think, we, I think they're kind of getting some ticky-tack penalties that you would think a team as well coached as Clemson wouldn't have. So those are some of the concerns and you have to, you know, you worry about that when you're going against a, a good team like Boston college and maybe some good teams that w- they would face as they go forward. So those are my three things that I think need some immediately um, correcting.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm with you. Um, the, the, uh, the running game is really, you know, I kept saying, okay, they're going to get better, they're going to get better, and I thought as they would, as they were throwing the f- ball around, especially what they did against Georgia Tech, you know, I thought Syracuse would just come in and play more of a, more of a zone, and it would kind of open up, but you could see Syracuse sold out to stop the run, and so a lot of it, I think, was Syracuse, and you got to give Syracuse some credit, um, but I also feel like there was some issues uh, up the middle on short yardage situations. Um, down near the goal line. If Travis Etienne wasn't in the game, as you mentioned, they couldn't run it. Right, and and, and I think that's that's a concern um, going forward for me. Is that he Clemson? Are they going to be able to get a push up the middle? I know Dabo and Tony Elliott both said this week that the guys up front and on the center guard positions didn't play their best game of the year, and and he said they they didn't play well, um, and I think that showed at times. Um, And to me, that's something as they go forward and they get into these tight games, um, such next week at Notre Dame more than likely, a couple weeks at Notre Dame, they they have to be able to run the ball in those short yard situations. And right now they're not getting that. And to me, that's a concern as they go forward. I'm with you on the the, the drop balls, though I still think that's just experience. You know, Frank Ladson's, it's in his head. I think as he makes that one catch, it's probably – he just needs – what he needs to do is he needs to make the layup, as you said last week. If he just makes that layup catch, then he's going to be good. I, and Dabo said the same thing, and I agree with you guys on that. He Once he makes that layup catch, he's going to be fine. We're seeing EJ Williams starting to emerge as, right. a, as a guy that can come in. We know what Joe Ojo is capable of doing. I think he's going to get better. Um, and then Would, Nagata, we I, got to see him a little bit last week. And, and so I think, you know, that's an area they do need to get better, but I think as the season goes along, you're going to see those guys start becoming the playmakers we think they are, and then once right. that does, then it, then it's over for anybody, I think, because then that's going to open up Travis Etienne in that running game.
0: No question about it. And you, you know the the Clemson team this year they're they're different. You know you you, you miss T Higgins, Justin Ross is not in the game, so as a defense, you know if I'm a defensive coordinator, I'm like we're going to sell out against the run, you're going to tell your run, you're going to tell your DBs, listen, you're going to have to really challenge these wide receivers. And they're not the cal- caliber of a Justin Ross, R.T. Higgins. So we're going to get after them and we may leave you on the island a little bit, but we have got to stop the run. So until those receivers really start getting open and m- making offensive, I mean, making defensive coordinators take a pause in their game plan. You know, every other team is going to do that. They're going to stack the box. They're going to do some exotic looks and they're going to challenge Trevor. Even though Trevor's a great quarterback, they're going to challenge Trevor to throw the ball and be impatient. They want Trevor to be impatient, not take what they give him. you know? So, those receivers, when those 50 50 balls come about, they have to make plays. And if I'm the wide receiver coach, I'm going to tell them, listen, we have to make plays. They're giving us opportunities and we got to capitalize on it. So when a ball, when it's a 50 50 ball, hey, man, you got to go get it. Plain and simple. Every time he throws a ball to you, you got to catch it or you're not going to be in a game. Is that because you know what you got as a running back is concerned, whether he has great blocking or not. The wide receivers on this team, they have to step it up. Lassen, you have to step it up. All those guys have to step it up. You can't drop balls. Now, does drop balls happen? Yeah, they happen. But at Clemson, you're expected to make those plays. So we're at a point in time in the season where you should be able to shake off the rust and do your job. I'm never really critical on college players, but if I'm the coach and I'm the wide receiver coach, we are going to have a come to Jesus meeting (laughs) about dropping balls because that's what we give you a scholarship for.
1: Can you imagine how hard it is to be a wide receiver on the Clemson uh, team and you drop the passes because of who the head coach is and what position he played, which was wide receiver college, and he was the wide receiver's coach? Um, that's probably the most scrutinized position, in my opinion, on the Clemson team um, because of the head coach and what he expects out of them and the standard. And, and right now, you know, you're right. I mean, other than Amari Rodgers, you're not seeing guys consistently step up and make plays I'm a little surprised we haven't seen more Braden Galloway in the slot, um, mm-hmm. but I think maybe that's by design. Uh, maybe right. Tony's like saying I'm holding that in the I'm holding that in I'm not showing that hand yet until we play a bigger game, maybe or we have to use it necessarily. They have to pull it out um, because I would thought I would thought I thought he would come in because he's he he catches the ball. I don't think knock on wood I don't think Braden's dropped a pass all year. Um, so. You know, you would and think you would think that's somebody they would want to get involved. You know what I'm saying? It,
0: and you know, I think really the tight end position is really under undervalued in college football. I, I, I feel that you know, a lot of times they want them to go vertical, and that's about it. There is a lot of yardage to get underneath, because in my opinion. Most linebacker units are not that great in coverage. Mm-hmm. And I think you can really take advantage of that fact. There's a lot of there's a lot of curls, there's a lot of routes that you can do with a tight end that I feel like can really make a lot of hate. But a lot of teams really don't use it. And they don't take advantage of linebackers who are really not that adept at coverage, especially man-to-man coverage. Mm -hmm. You know, there's only but so many Isaiah Simmons that are out there. There's not a whole lot of guys that are out there. So you can leave those guys. You can really – I feel like you can really attack the linebacker position in a passing game. And a lot of teams don't do it. I'm not quite sure why they don't do it. They're definitely probably smarter than I am. But I'm just looking at, you know, what I see and, you know, being a coach that I think you can really take advantage of it. Thank God a lot of teams don't do that. But Mm -hmm. I feel Clemson has David Allen, Galloway. Those those guys are very capable tight ends. And they can cause a lot of linebackers, especially in the ACC, trouble. And hopefully Clemson goes more to the tight end game also – if the wide receivers are not getting those 50-50 balls or dropping balls hey go to some other guys who are playmakers.
1: Yeah, it, 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 now that you say that, you think about it, there hasn't been many 50-50 balls this year for the Clemson wide receivers like we've just sort of been accustomed to it with Justin Ross and T Higgins and Mike Williams that you know, you just expect it if you will. Yeah, but, but I don't
0: I don't know if you have those guys. Yeah. You know, I, I don't know if you have them. I'm I don't really know them that well but what i've seen they haven't really been getting those 50 50 balls you knew that t higgins and justin ross were going to make plays you -hmm. knew that so i can be in quarterback and i can just throw it up and i know that basically guys who play shooting guard in basketball they're going to go up there they're going to get that ball Mm -hmm. they're going to grab that rebound and the wide receivers just haven't been grabbing rebounds You know, first of all, those are, those other kids, they're on scholarship too. They can play. You're not going to be wide open all the time. So you're going to have to fight for balls,
1: Mm -hmm.
0: plain and simple. So like I said earlier, you know, the wide receiver coach has to start getting in their face a little bit more and start demanding that they catch the ball. And I know sometimes that seems a little harsh, but the game of football is pretty rough out there. And if you're not rough and tough and ready to take it to somebody you don't belong out there. I think our wide receivers are more than capable. They just have to start making plays.
1: Hey man, before we get out of here, I'll be remiss if I didn't ask you. Um 6 and 0 man, and I'm not talking about Clinton. Talking about the Steelers, both teams are six zero, but it's Ravens Week.
0: It's Raven Week. You know, Raven Week is like a pay per view championship in wrestling. It's a cage match or take this match or loser leaves. The Federation match has always been that way. So I'm looking forward to seeing this game and what the Steelers can do. They're playing fantastic defense, which I like. But, hey, do you see my man stuff Henry in the hole? Oh, yeah. (laughs) Broke his shoulder, I think, doing it. But he stuffed him, though. (laughs) He stuffed him. And you know what it is, though? I always feel like if you're playing against a guy who's a great player, you have to be super aggressive. Mm -hmm. And you have to take it to him. Every running back that I thought was a really good running back, I never was cautious. I just took it tall. To if I missed the tackle, I missed the tackle. So what? I don't care. Right. But he's gonna know that I'm bringing some heat, yeah. and my man brought some heat because everybody has been like deadly scared of Henry, and by him stuffing him in the mouth like that, other people are gonna be like, okay, this guy can't. This guy can't believe he can't get hit and he can't get tackled.
1: It's like the old so, Mike Tyson game where you, you you had to hit him a couple times, and then once you hit him, Tyson's punch out, and then once you got him, then you knew you had him. You know, you exactly. knew where the weakness was.
0: It's like it's like in the Rocky IV movie. You know, a lot of times you can get caught up in the hype. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh my god! And I think a player like Henry, he has you already mentally because you're thinking about how good he is.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: That's any player. You're thinking about how good he is. My my thought, philosophy, is you take your right tool. What do you have to lose? Take your right tool.
1: And remember a couple plays after Fitzpatrick got the pass interference and they end up getting first and goal. What did Henry do on the touchdown the next play?
0: I'm not sure. I didn't really see the game.
1: He jumped over the pile. Yeah. He jumped over. Why did he jump over the pile? Because he got his nose bloody the time before. He didn't want them one-on-one. He said, I'm just going to take it over the top.
0: <laughs> yeah, but you know what? I always like running backs who jump over the top. But what usually happens is the linebackers are lined up so close that they don't really have – you know, they're fighting the trash what's in front of them. Mm-hmm. I always say on the goal line situation, deepen up a little bit. Now you can avoid the trash. And when a running back tries to jump over the top, now you have enough momentum to get over the trash to make those kind of plays.
1: Nice. Makes nice. sense, right? Makes sense. I couldn't do it. But hey boy, I loved it man. You you should have yeah. seen me man when he when he filled the hole and he took him head on and I'm like, I mean, dude, you think I was out there playing cuz I was like,
0: yeah, baby, that's what we're talking about. <laughs> Eventually, you know, sometimes not all the time, the game is still old school. It's still yeah. old school. You got to be able to hit, got to be able to tackle. So there it is, but it's a great win for the Steelers. Um, you know, I'm looking forward to the Clemson game. We're going to see, it, see how it unfolds. Mm-hmm. I, I think they're going to come back. They're going to be a little sharper this game.
1: I think so too, man. Um, appreciate your time, buddy. As always, we appreciate all the listeners out there listening to, uh, to us each and every week. We, we hope you continue to do that. We have a lot of fun doing this podcast. We hope you guys have a lot of fun listening to it. LeVon, I will see you next week, man. Go Tigers, go Steelers. Uh, we'll see you next week. We'll see the listeners, if uh, you'll hear us next week on the uh, Clips of Football with LeVon Kirkland. We'll see you next time.
0: Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform.